Thank you, Taylor. Wasn't that a beautiful song? You're not guilty. I'm not guilty because Jesus took our guilt. He took our shame, our sins upon himself, and we're set free. And when the, he, he's the judge, but he's also the one who gave his life for us, our Savior. And we're so thankful for that. Shall we just open in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we've come to you today with, with your word in front of our eyes. And we pray that you will speak to our hearts where we are, those seated in the audience, those on the internet, wherever they may be in their homes, cars, wherever. And we pray, Lord, that your word would come alive to our hearts and encourage us and inspire us and challenge us for this new year and just help us each day to be thankful for your faithfulness. And I just pray that you will speak through your word, Lord, and hide me behind the cross. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You'll probably be noticing this month that all the speakers have been talking about things to do with the new year. Started with Adel speaking for the first Sunday of the month and all through this month. Well, the same has been true with, with me. And, and I've been thinking about this subject now since December because I was thinking of it giving this message in December. But I said, no, I'm going to speak on the indescribable gift. And so I did. The Lord directed me in that direction. But now we've come back to this, to this subject, and it's a really challenging subject that challenges me. I'm speaking to myself this morning, and pray that all of us will be encouraged. When Pablo Casals reached the age of 95, a reporter asked him a question. Mr. Casals, you are 95 and the greatest cellist that has ever lived. Why do you still practice six hours a day? And Mr. Casales answered, because I think I'm making progress. Here's a man that loved music and worked on his craft and got better and better and improved and grew. And that's what God wants us to do as Christians. He wants us to grow every day every year to be more like Christ. And one day when we stand before him and this world is behind us and we enter into his presence, we'll be fully like him. Until then, we're growing. We should be growing. We shouldn't be Christian couch potatoes. We should be out and about living for the Lord and serving him every day. Rick Punso gave us a, a little homework assignment in our scripture memory class, and I love this assignment. He said, start thinking about how God has been faithful to you every day and write them down. Write down how God has answered your prayer. Write down how he's been faithful and taken you through the day and done so many things for you. And it's going to be amazing to see how long and how beautiful that list will be because God is a faithful God. And he wants us to grow. He wants us to grow. And it's a challenge. So many people say, well, that's just the way I am. Whether it's a temper or whether it's whatever it is. And we can't use that as a cop-out or as an excuse. Because God doesn't want to save us and leave us in this place. He wants us to grow. He wants us to change. 
He wants us to learn new things and more about Jesus, like we sang in that song. More about Jesus. More about his plan, his will for our lives. It should be our priority. Francis Schaeffer, the great writer and philosopher, Christian, said, In this life I can never say I've arrived. It is finished. Look at me. I'm holy. We can't. We're never going to arrive until we get to glory. We have more to learn. And the more I study the word and the more I grow in my Christian faith, the more I realize how much I don't know and how much, how much I have to go to learn and to become like the Lord Jesus. And it's a challenge for, for all of us. It's like looking down a long beach and you, you've been walking along the sand and you look behind you and you see how far you've come and you look ahead of you and you see how far you have to go. None of us know how long we'll live in this world, but every day is new and we should be growing. We should be growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'd like to ask this question. How much have you grown in the Lord? Some people, it's like they haven't grown a bit. Others have grown by leaps and by bounds. There are certain things that encourage our growth and other things that can hinder our growth. But may the Lord help us to grow and to be closer with the Lord. One of my favorite verses is the one we're going to look at today. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18 says this. And this is, a, this is Peter writing to the Christians. And it's really it's a commandment. And it's, a, it's an encouragement to all of us. But grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. The three things that we're going to look at this morning is number one, to grow steadily. Number two, to grow daily. And third, to grow fully. We want to grow steadily. It's better to grow steadily than not to grow at all. Some people have these growth spurts, like they'll, they'll seem to grow and progress and look good and get better, and then it kind of levels off, it plateaus. It doesn't, that's not the way the Lord works. He wants to have us have steady growth. It can be slow, and sometimes it is. It takes time. And we take small steps. Unfortunately, sometimes we take one step forward and two steps backward. You've probably heard, heard that. And we don't want to allow the things of this world to affect our growth and to have these highs and lows. Sometimes the Christian life, we can be on a roller coaster. One moment we're up on the high mountain, and then one moment we go down, uh, down into the low valley. He wants us to be steadfast and faithful and growing daily in him and in his word, going forward. In 2 Peter chapter 2, in verse 2, it says, And as newborn babes desire the milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. You know, when you drink milk, milk is full of protein and all kinds of nutrients, and it's so good for kids when they drink the milk. Sometimes when I used to get the milk, though, I'd set it aside, and I'd do it. And, I, and then by the time I was ready to drink it, it was, it was warm. 
And that wasn't good. But milk is so helpful to the body. It really is. They had a commercial on it years ago. Milk has something for everybody. And it's so true. And we need the spiritual milk of the word, too. The milk of the word are the, is the simple, basic teachings of Scripture. It's so important. And we should never lose sight of that. Sometimes as we grow older in Christ, we kind of put off the basics. We, we tend to think, well, I've, I've progressed beyond that, but we want, and we want to progress beyond it. But we also need to remember the basics, the basics. And he wants us to make progress in our walk with the Lord. But it takes time. There's no shortcuts to spiritual growth. There really isn't. You can't. It takes time. And as we believe in the Lord and trust in him and go through trials, that's one of the ways that the Lord helps us to grow, is to go through these trials and difficulties. And as we go through them, we can relate to other people. And we find that God is good, and he takes us through, and he helps us to grow and become better Christians. We should be growing more today than we did yesterday. We should be further along in our Christian life today than we were yesterday. That's the challenge for us in our lives. You know, if you want to grow a tree, you have to have water, you have to have fertilizer, and you have to have sunshine. And if you have those three simple components, you can grow that tree and produce good fruit. The same is true in our Christian life. We need prayer, we need the word of God, and we need to spend time with the Lord Jesus. And if we have those three things, we will, we will grow. And we will grow through adversity, and we will grow through prosperity. Sometimes it's harder to grow in prosperity than it is in adversity. Because in adversity, we cling to the Lord because we're going through some really tough times and pain. And the last year, and even this year, some of this year, I've had some pain, and I found that pain is not an enemy. It can be a friend. It's like that old expression that someone once said, pain is inevitable, misery is optional. And the more we grow in our lives, the more we understand that. And the more we appreciate what the Lord does for us. Our dear brother who's home with the Lord now, J. Vernon McGee, once said, true knowledge is not some esoteric information concerning a form or formula or rite or ritual. It is not some secret order or password, as the Gnostics claims. It is to know Jesus Christ as he is revealed to man in the word of God. This is the secret of life and Christian living. And that is so true. There's no shortcuts. There's no easy way to do it. There's no four-step process or three-step process. It takes hard work to dig into the word, to study the word, to know Jesus through the word. It takes effort to grow. And he wants us to grow. And he wants us to make progress each and every day. I love the analogy of the acorn. The acorn is this small little seed. And you plant this acorn in the ground, and what happens? It grows, and it grows, and it grows, and it becomes an oak tree, a strong, solid oak tree. 
And that's what the Lord wants to do in our lives, in your life and my life, as we get saved and as we become, we're like that little acorn. And he plants us and he grows us and waters us until we become a strong tree where our roots are down in him. And when things happen, the storms of life blow against that tree. It's not going to blow down. Lately, in some of these great storms we've had in the Bay Area in the last couple of years, we've seen many trees that have been toppled because the ground gets saturated, they go down. But those redwoods up there in the, in the redwood forest, they're still standing after hundreds and hundreds of years because their roots are down deep and they're strong. And that's what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to be strong in him and to grow. Jesus likened our faith to a mustard seed, which is a tiny little seed that was planted and it grew into a tree. And Jesus said this, he says in the parable, and another parable he put forth to them, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in the field, which is indeed the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Yes, growth. We all need to make progress. Whether we're young or whether we're old, we need to keep making progress. That's what I was so impressed about Roland Hill. He kept growing. He was 100 years old. He'd come and he'd preach to us and he would keep grow. He was growing in the Lord, and we had such good fellowship. Same thing with our brother Dave Thompson. I had so many great conversations with him, and he kept growing throughout his life. And we all need to do it. Well, there's kind of an interesting story that was told about Albert Einstein. Well, he was invited to a dinner party in the neighborhood, and so he went over to these folks' house and. At this time, he was a white-haired uh, gentleman, scientist. And so this young girl, <laughs> it's, it's a funny story, but this young girl said to him, what are you actually by profession? Can you imagine saying that to Albert Einstein? What are you actually by profession? He said, I devote myself to the study of physics. She looked at him in astonishment. She says, you mean you stud study physics at your age? She exclaimed. I finished mine a year ago. He devoted his whole life to learning and study. And we as believers should do the same as well. We shouldn't rely on our laurels, what we did yesterday, what we did last year, what achievements we had, what awards we had. We shouldn't. We should continue to make progress, continue to grow. That's what the great athletes do. You notice a player like LeBron James, Steph Curry, Joe Montana when he played, all the Jerry Rice, all these great athletes, they had one thing in common. They never were satisfied. They wanted to get better and get better and get better. Not only did they get better, but they made their teammates better. And they won championships. And it's amazing. And that's the way we should be as well. So we should grow steadily. And that's the challenge for us. Secondly, not only should we grow steadily, but we should grow daily. Daily growth 
is so important. And God doesn't want us to just grow in a little bit. He wants us to grow a lot. And even if it's slow, steady, but he wants us to be bountiful in our growth. Jesus said of the parable of the sower in, John, in Matthew 13, 23, but he, he who reve- received the seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit, some a hundredfold, some 60, and some 30. I've read this verse before, but it really spoke to me. I want to be a hundredfold Christian. Not a 60-fold, not a 30-fold, but a 100-fold. And what a 100-fold is, it means a 100 times as much. Now, that's growth. A 100 times as much. I get encouraged when I come to church and I see these young people and how they're growing. They, they, They started off as little toddlers. Now they're growing up. They've learned the Word of God in Sunday school and homeschool and with their parents and It's so exciting to see them growing. And we as older ones should be challenged to do the same in our spiritual lives, to grow and to go forward for the Lord this year and be fruitful. Psalm 1-3 says, He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Yes, whatever he does, he shall prosper. I love the fact that the word of God tells us that he never gives up on us. He never gives up on us. He doesn't look at it. What is wrong with you, Dean? Why aren't you growing? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? No, he's patient with us, but he wants to use us. And to use us, we have to grow. We have to be surrendered to him and submitted to his perfect will. In Psalm 92, 12 to 14, it says, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. That's amazing, isn't it? Still fresh and flourishing, even in old age age. I get encouraged by our dear brother Adel. He is still serving the Lord faithfully with strength. He gets out and walks. He does all these things and it's such an encouragement and it's such a blessing. And it's such a blessing to have older saints in our lives that we can look up to as examples. And we should say, wow, they're still growing. They're still serving. I want to serve too. I want to grow in my life. And one of the keys to growth is to humble ourselves before the Lord. And John the Baptist said it so well. He said this, he must increase, but I must decrease. The more he increases, the more I decrease, the more I grow. And that's what he wants us to do. This old nature in us needs to be subdued and crucified daily. But we can see how the Lord is working in our lives. You know, it's amazing. Oswald Chambers was such a great speaker and writer, but he lived a very short life. He didn't live long in this world, but he touched so many people. And one of the things he said was this. 
Jesus tells his followers to seek first his kingdom and all these things will be added to you. We are to trust and obey God and to follow his call in every inch of our lives, in every second of our time, with every gift with which we have been endowed. And we are then to leave the result and the assessment to God. Yes, he wants us to grow daily. Not just yearly, not just monthly, but daily. That's a goal to have, and it's a challenge. It challenges me to grow daily. So we grow steadily, we grow daily, and he also wants us to grow fully. The goal is to be perfect in Christ, and the word perfect in the New Testament means complete. He wants us to be complete in Christ. He wants us to be mature Christians. And he wants us to be accountable for our Christian life and our growth. While Jesus was here on earth, Jesus grew. He grew in four different ways. It tells us in in Luke chapter 2 and verse 52, this is how Jesus grew. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. Now that's growth. That's growth. And if Jesus grew, and he was the Son of God, and he was God manifested in the flesh, how much more do we need to grow in our walk with him? Yes, we should not plateau, but we should move forward and make progress. Like you're climbing up this mountain, climbing, climbing, climbing. We're not going to reach the top until we get to heaven, but let's keep climbing. Keep on climbing. And it's never too late. It's never too late to start growing. And we need to. It's important. Oswald Chambers also said this, spiritual maturity is not reached by the passing of the years, but by obedience to the will of God. You can take two people. You can have an older one and a younger one. And sometimes the younger one passes up the older one because the the younger one is being obedient to the word and, and following the Lord more. And other times, it's the older one. But we should all be growing to maturity. The writer of Hebrews, he didn't pull any punches. He wrote this to to the believers. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. What a challenge to them. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the work of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. We need need mature Christians nowadays, folks. We really do. There's so many people that know a little bit of the truth, but they haven't taken it to the next level. And there's many churches, large denominational churches, and people come, they hear the sermon, they congratulate the speaker, they go home, and they don't change. They don't grow. They're the same. They're the same as they walk through the door. We shouldn't be the same when we walk through the door. We should be changed. We should be different. We should be growing. 
And that's what he wants out of us for this year. To grow to maturity. It's very important. But the devil's going to fight you. He is going to bring distractions and hindrances to your growth. He's going to try to stunt in your growth and keep you from growing. But the Lord wants us to have the victory. The key is to spend time with him and become like him and be more like Jesus every day. So let's remember this morning these three simple things. Let us grow steadily. Let us grow daily. And let us grow fully. And if this is our commitment and the Lord sees our hearts and he knows where we're at, and we can ask him, Lord, change me. Grow me. I kind of like the expression, but it's kind of, it, it's not a good one, but it, I, I like to say it because you've heard the expression, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's not true. That's not true. Although someone once said you can't teach an old dog new tricks because they already know them all. <clears throat> but as an older person, I am finding it important to learn new things every day. To learn, to keep learning, to keep growing. And instead of saying, well, I can't do that. I can't do this. I'm not good at this. Sometimes we have to learn new things. And sometimes it's a little painful, but we, we learn them. And then we can be able to be an encouragement to others. Yes, we haven't arrived yet. We haven't grown yet. We haven't got reached the top of the mountain yet. But we're still pursuing And I found a beautiful poem. I'll close with this. It was written by a lady named Deborah Ann Belka. And she wrote this, and it really speaks about spiritual growth. Father, give me the zeal to know all about you. Give me a heart devoted to things that are true. Give me an eagerness to learn all that I can. Give me the appreciation to know for me your plan. Father, give me the devotion to pursue the righteous way, to give me a mind diligent to do all that you say. Give me the enthusiasm to widen my understanding. Give me a devotedness that will keep on expanding. Father, give me the zeal to enlarge my knowing all there is about Jesus so my faith can keep growing. May the Lord encourage us today. Shall we close in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this challenge from your word. You've challenged me, Lord. I pray that you will help me to grow this year more than any other year. To be a fruitful Christian, Lord. To abound and grow and to be a hundredfold Christian, Lord. That all of us will pursue and to want more of Jesus, more of his will, more of his love, more of his obedience. And Lord, just help us each and every day of our lives to to grow and to make progress. And we thank you for today. We pray you'll take us home with a blessing. Give us safety. Give us a wonderful Lord's Day. In Jesus' name, amen.